WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program on this Tuesday morning, Jan 12, January 12, 2021. Roger Bouchard here. And uh, it's a talk show. And if you have um, something that you'd like to talk about, give us a call at 7690600. And um, sometimes we have a guest. Today we uh, will have a telephone guest. Roger Gillette will be with us in a few moments. And we'll talk about last night's city council meeting. Uh, scheduled for today was Valerie Gonzalez, but uh, she's down in Florida attending a funeral for her husband's father, who passed away uh, a few days ago. And so, therefore, she won't be with us today, but she'll be with us two weeks from today when they have the next uh, council meeting. And we have a listener online who wants to uh, chime in and say something on this Tuesday morning. So let's check in and say hello to you. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. And uh, good morning to one and all. Good morning. I, of course, have a question. Sure. And that would be a couple of days ago on the TV, I saw an interview with the governor from Georgia in regards to the voting fraud. And he had an excuse for everything, but I did miss one thing. When the, I call it, the trunks were pulled from underneath the table, did you happen to hear his excuse for that? No, I did not hear what he uh, responded to that. Okay, that ends that. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to tell us. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't know. I I missed it. Uh Uh-huh. Is my friend not on today? Um, catch that. Uh, you mean uh, Chris Boulay? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's not on today because we have our council guest um, oh, on right. Tuesday. This is uh, on Mondays when there's a council meeting. Oh. The day after we have a council member, as a matter of fact, Roger Gillette is patiently uh, waiting to uh, go on the air, and we interview them about uh, the council meeting. So, no, he's not on on Tuesdays. But he'll be there Thursday, I'll call Yo, back. Yeah, yeah, he'll be here uh, Thursday, and, uh, and I'll send him a little email on that topic so that uh, he's prepared to answer it because, um, okay. no, I didn't see the governor response on uh, how he handled the ballots under the table response. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. But the research is coming. Okay, great. Thank you for your call. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. And that's our first caller of the day. Well, that was easy. The reason it was so easy is I didn't know the answer, which is often the case. Uh, let's see if we can get some answers out of this guy. He um, is a um, member of the Woonsocket City Council. He's been down that road before. And uh, Roger Gillette's on our live line. How are you doing, Roger, today? Uh, this morning, fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, the past uh, three meetings now that I've attended since I became a council meeting, mm-hmm. I, I still feel like a rookie. Yes, so I was going to sort of ask you a question about that before we actually get into the council meeting. So you've been a veteran member of the council. I mean, you've been to, uh, I guess you could say... Uh, you must have been at least to 100 city council meetings in your career, and all of them right in the building, and now you do it on telephone. I mean, that must be like feeling like you're really not there. Well, how, how does it feel? It's totally different, uh, in fact, uh, because we're used to talking to each other. When you talk to each other and you can look at each other's eyes and body language, you know, you get a different perspective than, uh, than uh, well, sometimes you get a different perspective than when you're on uh, teleconference like I was and uh, uh, this past meeting. It's not quite the same thing, but uh, we're still getting the job done. It's just uh, not the same. And like I said, I feel like a rookie doing this because this not, was not the way that I was used to doing it. But we're, gonna, we're going to do it, and we're going to do it right, and it's going to be fine. All right. It was uh, six to nothing all the way through the council meeting uh, last night. Uh, who was absent? Was Valerie absent? Uh, is that? Uh, yes, she was. All right. Yes. And uh, she's at a funeral, right, uh, in Florida, I believe. That's what I've been told. Okay. So now we're going to get to um, to the meeting itself because the purpose of our Tuesday get-togethers is to review the council meeting, and then when we finish that, uh, we'll uh, maybe uh, get into a few other matters, but Roger, if you looked at the entire agenda last night, and you were the editor of the paper, and you were writing a headline in the city council meeting, what was the big story in your mind from last night's council meeting? Well, we have uh, 
Let's see. <laughs> well, which one is best? Now, I'm looking at, at the agenda now. And, uh, well, I guess I spoke at the uh, council meeting. That, that was the first piece of business. Did you hear me when I was speaking? Mm-hmm. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, when I, when I had talked about I was looking. I'll, I'll explain myself there. Um, I was looking to find out why the mayor is operating City Hall short-staffed. And uh, she couldn't say at the last council meeting to Councilman Ward, who had put in legislation requesting all of these things that need to be done according to city charter so that the city council could do its work properly. And uh, as you know, a lot of the information the council needs comes late and sometimes doesn't come at all. And uh, so uh, when Councilman Water was talking about his legislation two weeks ago, um, uh, three, uh, four weeks ago, I'm sorry, two weeks ago was the first time I wanted to talk to the mayor about it, and she wasn't at the Zoom meeting. And uh, tonight, for the second time, she wasn't at the Zoom meeting, so I couldn't uh, question her there. So what I did is I explained like I'm doing now. The city council needs to get information in order for it to do its job. The only place we can get the information, the proper information, is from department heads and from the mayor. And when requests are put in and questions are asked and we don't get the answers to the questions and the information that we need to make the decisions that we need, well, guess what? The council cannot do its job properly. Well, uh, part of the problem, according to the mayor, is that she's short-staffed and may not be able to do everything that she's supposed to do. And I wanted to talk to her about that, and uh, she has avoided me for, I'm sure, a very good reason. Uh, you know, for the the last two meetings on that subject. So we'll put it on again for the third time at the next meeting and uh, see if we can get the mayor to uh, show up possibly and uh, give us some answers so that she can have the open-type government that she claims to have at City Hall as mayor and she can inform the council and the general public exactly why we are short-staffed and uh, we'll see what the answer is going to be. I'm not going to speculate because I don't want politics to get involved in this. I just want the answers to the problems that are happening at City Hall so that the city council can or may or may not be able to help her solve that problem of being short-staffed. So, All right, I have a question, and uh, I guess it's related to this. I'm looking at the agenda last night, and I see uh, under... Uh uh, number nine, it says, communications and reports from city offices, public safety, none, planning department, none, personnel department, none, human services, none, um, and so on and so forth. Um, does that mean that the mayor uh, is not complying with, um, um, with these reports? I mean, how... How long does it take to, uh, I think you'd be satisfied with a one-page report and a couple of uh, paragraphs about what's going on in the department. Can you use um, the excuse that you don't have enough uh, personnel to not have these reports in front of you guys? Well, I feel I need to be fair uh, to both the mayor and the department heads that did not uh, supply us with any reports. Well, this was brought up for the first time uh, about a month ago. Excuse me a second. <coughs> Sinus problem in the morning. Uh, this was brought up to the mayor and to the department heads a month ago, and we asked them to, uh, you know, to do these things. Uh, they could be in the process of figuring out exactly uh, what they need to do in order to satisfy the council and the mayor, for that matter. And uh, it may be uh, the next council meeting. May, we may see an improvement there. I hope we see an, improve, an improvement uh, on the amount of reports from the department heads. And you know, uh, It could be the, the fact that they're short-staffed is still having an effect. Uh, the thing is, is I don't know, and I can't answer that question uh, fully because the mayor wasn't there and I wasn't able to ask her any questions. Can you compel the mayor to be at a uh, council meeting so that you can get your uh, answers? Or, um, uh, yes. You can. Will you guys do that in the future? 
I have not talked to any of the other council people. And uh, if it comes to that in the future, that's a tool that the council can use in order to get the information it needs to do its job. But uh, nobody uh, wants to be hard-nosed, and I'd like to see us all working together. Uh, I'm hoping the past is in the past and that this is a new term, a new two-year term, and that we're actually going to work together willfully. Uh, so far, it's starting to look like... Uh, like the, uh, you know, that's not going to happen, but I still want to give the mayor the benefit of the doubt. She was elected by the people of the city of Woonsocket, and I want to continue trying to work with her. Granted, last night, if you heard me, when Councilman Gendron, president of the city council, brought out the fact, a fact that no one else knew on the council, I was shocked and angry as all heck. Uh, when I heard him talking about it, he turned around and stated there was a resolution pertaining to uh, designating parking spots in a public public parking lot where the old English fish and chip is, River Falls, and, uh, oh, geez, I can't think of the last one. Your, one of Christopher's. Your Christopher's, okay. <laughs> and um, we all, uh, it was... Uh, denied to put those extra parking spots there because it was already set up the way that it should be and there were circumstances that weren't being looked at. That was all properly explained at that council meeting when it was denied, but the signs went up anyway. Now, why on earth after the council says no, we don't want to see this happen, we did not give authorization, why did the signs go up? Uh, we don't have that answer because the uh, mayor wasn't there and Director D'Agostino wasn't there either. So uh, what's the answer to that? Uh, is the mayor defying the city council? Don't know. Did she put them up, give out the order before, uh, and uh, forgot to take the order back and the city hall put up the signs uh, anyway? I don't know. The mayor wasn't there. Uh, she, she's, uh, I don't know. Again, as you can see, there's, a, there's some frustration going on with me and with the council president last night. And uh, no one else, uh, I don't think anyone else uh, made a statement on it. But uh, I'm eager to find out why these things, this happened. One of our listeners has a question sort of related to maybe what we're talking about. But I want to let the listener know that we got their question and uh, that I read it as they proposed it. So are you ready, Councilmember Gillette? Here it comes. Good morning. My question for Councilman Gillette is how he plans on working with the city administration now that they have tried to replace her three times. How do they overcome that to work in collaboration? The council majority claim that the mayor will not work with them. However, how would any mayor react to a majority that wants her to lose? It must be difficult for anyone to trust the council when she knows that really the intention is to replace her. So how do they... How do they find a way to work together? So what do you think of that one, uh, Roger? Well, the majority of the people of the city of Woonsocket trusted the seven people who were elected to the city council for the next two years to the point where they put us in office. And they're, in essence, by doing that, saying, uh, we trust that you're going to do your best. We know that you have the ability, and you, you, we know that you're going to try. And that's exactly what the city council is there right now as far as I'm concerned is doing and whether or not we get a proper reaction from uh, from the mayor uh, and cooperation from the mayor remains to be seen. So far I haven't seen it. But I, I mean I'm a patient man. Let's keep on trying. As far as, far as uh, the rest of the things are concerned and uh, politics is going to be politics no matter what uh, people think the mayor is going to play her game and is going to force the city council to have to do things that we don't necessarily want to do uh, uh, from time to time but in order to force a situation like how would uh, how would your caller be or the person who sent in that email how yeah. would that person feel if they were a city council person and the mayor 
did or what she did, uh, how would they feel? You know, uh, the, the mayor, uh, it looks like, uh, I mean, this is an assumption on my part, it looks like she purposely went against the city council and said, the hell with it, put the signs up anyway. But I, I'm, I'm assuming this now. Uh, and how would that uh, person who wrote the email feel? And I mean, I could go on and on and on. We could use the rest of the show on, on mm -hmm. things that the, the mayor has done in the past. Not since I've been on the council so much, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how else to say it, that she has in the past gone against the city council, and uh, the city council had to forcibly use the city charter and the laws in order to get things changed, like the parking spot for the uh, city court. Thank you, Mayor. You know, we had to do it through, uh, through legislation, but... It's done now, and we thank the mayor for uh, following the city charter. So the city clerk does have a parking space now down below, huh? Yes. Okay, good. Hey, uh, Roger. There, oh, um, go ahead. There's a communication in the uh, in the docket uh, giving the the uh, from the mayor giving the uh, city clerk her parking spot. Okay. Back. Now uh, we're going to go to break, uh, and because we want to talk about copying machines, and we want to talk about that. $100,000 contract for a software update. Um, I know you're not a computer guy, but you know what $100,000 is, so we'll uh, talk a little bit about that when we get back. But before we leave for commercial, I want to ask you about something we talked about earlier. You said that the council has the authority to compel the mayor to attend a city council meeting. Uh, in your council experience, like when, council, when Mayor Menard was in place, she didn't like to appear at council meetings too often. Um, uh, had have you ever seen a council compel a mayor to attend? Uh, I don't remember with Menard if we did. I know that Susan Menard uh, did. Mayor Susan Menard did, in fact, uh, stop coming to meetings after a while. She enjoyed coming to the council meetings. She was used to going to the council meetings. After all, she was on the council for a long, long time, and uh, now she's sitting in a mayor seat and uh, kind of enjoyed it going to council meetings, but after a while, uh, there were too many questions, I think, that uh, kind of put her on the spot and from time to time, and uh, she, even she didn't like it and would take a meeting off here and there. Then after a while, she practically wasn't coming to any meetings at all. But uh, did we forcibly uh, force the mayor to come to a meeting? I do not remember one time that we did that. We'll be back with more. Roger, stay on the line. We have some commercials. You know how important commercials are, right? Absolutely. Yes, we'll be right no back. Businesses. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're going to put Roger on hold, and um, we have a few uh, messages. I had a nice uh, conversation with uh, Brian LaHousse last night over at Grumpy's, and um, Brian is uh, telling me to tell you that we have started with our lunches at Grumpy's again uh, we were opening at 4 o'clock in the afternoon because of the COVID and all that uh, changed our our method of operation at Grumpy's. But um, we're slowly getting back to a new normal at Grumpy's. And the new normal is uh, having lunch again starting at noontime, Monday through Friday, noon to 3. And uh, Brian gave me the Grumpy's luncheon special. It's divided into three sections. It's not as big as the... Uh, original luncheon menu, but still a lot of good things on it, including the, what we call the five ninety nine lunch, and there are five specials under um, under that category for five ninety nine, including um, a simple grilled cheese sandwich with a cup of soup, five ninety nine, or a couple of hot dogs with French fries, five ninety nine, or the lunch and entree plates, including the scallop plate and the clam plate. The scallop plate is uh, $10.99, the luncheon plate $11.99, and uh, also uh, some limited sandwiches, including their very popular Philly steak and cheese wrap for $9.99 and the steak tip bomb sub for $10.99 and the chicken palm sandwich for $7.99. Luncheons are now available at Grumpy's in South Bellingham. And we certainly hope that if you're uh, thinking of lunch today, you'll uh, head over to... Yeah, 
Grumpy's of South Bellingham. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored with amazing taste. Listen to this. We have two bottles of Flip Flop Wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California. In six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, again, two bottles for $10. And we continue with the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, $25.50 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers, open daily at 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? Call 765-1800 and speak to Mike the Manager. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. Downsizing to condo living, right? Well, you can do that in Lincoln as Scott McGee has a, a nice uh, condo on New River Road in Lincoln. And uh, it's... um. An active listing at one fifty nine nine ninety nine. The condo was built in nineteen seventy eight. It is a basic condo, a couple of bedrooms, one bath, but it's a fantastic location, and it's located at the Village at Spring Green on New River Road. This is unit number three hundred seven, incidentally, and it has a large open kitchen dining uh, area. I'm looking at that right now, and um, this is kind of kind of pretty here. Um, lots of cabinet space, I can see, and um, there's um, a center um, a center kitchen there. Uh, we've got a private deck, and close to all the amenities uh, on New um, New River Road in Lincoln, and wall unit for the AC. Heat and water are included in the low condo fee. Let's see if the condo fee is in here. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm looking, but I don't see it. Real estate taxes are uh, under uh, $2,700 a year. And so pack your bags, and you'll get uh, an assigned parking spot here. Nice condo in Lincoln, and it's under $160, $159,999. Scott McGee would love to show it to you. Bible study tonight in Cumberland at the uh, Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll have that announcement, then we'll get back to Roger Gillette. There's a church nearby where members are kind and friendly. May we invite you to attend services at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Services are now available on Facebook or Skype on the internet. Call 658-2748 for information on seeing us online. It's the church where you can hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent, confess, and be baptized. Join us this week for our prayer and Bible study Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sunday services at 1 p.m. Our sermons are understandable to grow you in faith and available online. Again, we are the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ inviting you on your journey of salvation with services now available on Facebook and Skype. Services conducted by Pastor Marcus Warren. Remember, that's tonight in Cumberland. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, the panel is uh, in place, and what we're doing is the post-city council, um, I don't want to say it's a, um, you know, like they have the medical examiner, and uh, and we're doing a, uh, shall we say, a medical examination. No, wouldn't describe it as that, Roger, would you? No? I don't think so. <laughs> a postmortem. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, a couple of callers have called in, uh, and um, so first of all, uh, apparently some people are not pleased to see that there is no report from public safety or planning or personnel or human services that was offered to the council. And the listener is saying, "Are there any penalties, Mister Gillette, if the mayor decides not to uh, comply? And uh, do you have any resources uh, other than to pass an ordinance saying?" Give us the reports, but then the reports don't come. What can you do? Well, I don't know if you heard me yesterday after uh, Council President brought out his objection to the signs going up after the council had uh, denied them going up uh, in that parking lot. But uh, after the Council President spoke, I chimed in 
and uh, said that I was offended by that also. And I came out with a term for the first time that uh, you'll be hearing, I think, I hope not, but I think you'll be hearing often. Um, and, and that was, uh, well, that's another mark on the report card for the mayor. And that report card is going to become a reality. All of the things that uh, that happen and, uh, in the city of Woonsocket, like the signs, if that was done by mistake, fine, but if it was done purposely, that's going on a report card. That's a negative thing for the mayor. And all of these negative things can be put together. And if you look at the city charter, the city charter states that if a mayor is not doing his or her job, and there, there are uh, reasons the city council can, in fact, eliminate the mayor from that position. I think it's uh, it's only a four, four to uh, three vote that's necessary. But everything is on the table this year, and uh, the council, or at least the five of us that ran together that are on the council, have decided we're going to run the, the city according to the city charter. And that is going to be a key note that we're going to be pointing out from now on as to whether or not uh, things are going to go good for the mayor and the council or badly for the mayor and the council. So we shall see whether or not anything will be done and uh, the future will tell will tell the uh, or answer that question. Well, I guess if they can do it for President Trump, they can do it locally, huh? Right. I guess we can. All right, here's another question from a listener. We will get to um, copying machines and uh, and spending from the contingency in a moment, but another listener, uh, here we go. I'm just going to give you the questions uh, all in one shot. Do you have a, a pen handy or something? No, so that at least you can, you can right now. All right, uh, this uh, person, this is Brendan. Uh, Councillor Gillette, with much pressure from climate activists, it came to my attention that you managed some negotiations for solar projects in your prior council experience. Anything on the horizon for Woonsocket, do you find that they have a good economic impact? So solar projects is uh, one topic here. And then uh, Phil uh, writes, um, why is anyone interested in how the mayor and the council will get along when the mayor is looking for another job anyway? I thought that the lieutenant governor was the job she was looking for. So I'll ask you to comment on that because Phil wants to know about that. And um, let's see if there's another one here. Oh, I already uh, already did that. All right. So um, so there are two questions. Solar panels and the mayor looking for uh, the uh, lieutenant governor's job. You're on. Well, the solar panels, as far as my past is concerned, yes, I brought that up. I was the first one, the first city council to bring up solar panels, and I'm glad uh, the past city council did also. Unfortunately, the councilor who led the charge on that uh, ran for mayor and didn't make it, so uh, Mr. Brian, maybe we'll be able to get something done during this two years. Uh, but my limited experience was bringing up the idea as far as the... Uh, getting anything done uh it was uh at in those days it was a six to one vote with me being the one and on a losing end and uh, politically that's what happens uh politics gets involved sometimes uh with uh something getting done solar panels had it been started way back then uh could have been a uh, a method of saving money today we would have been saving money today, but the council at that time did not have the insight as a body to get it done, so it didn't get done, and uh, it looks like something might be getting done, and I'll give the mayor credit there. Uh, it seems that uh, something is happening. I need to understand more fully before I talk uh, too much about what the mayor is doing because I, I have to admit I, I'm not sure right now, but it looks like she's doing something, and uh, it's being done her way rather than a city council's way, but I don't care if it's a city council or the mayor, or if we, I hope we can do it together because the city is going to benefit from the solar panels, just like I'm benefiting right now at my home with my eight solar panels, and just like WNRI is benefiting right now with all of the solar panels on its roof. So hopefully, you know, we're going to get something done with solar panels one way or the other. Lieutenant Governor's job, uh, she reached out, I guess, uh, on it. Uh, any comment on that? Because the uh, caller is asking, is saying, hey, don't worry about it. She wants to leave. 
Well, she can want to. Uh, whether she gets a position or not is, is another matter. But up until the day that she accepts the position and notifies the council, the mayor is the mayor, and I have to look at her as a mayor and not a potential candidate for lieutenant governor. Uh, I have to, the mayor still is going to treat the council as a council, and the, and the uh, council needs to treat the mayor as a mayor. And we need to show each other respect and get the job done. Until she gives that notice of resigning her seat, uh, nothing has changed in my mind. All right, copying machines. Uh, what did you do about that? we voted on it was a five to two vote with the council president and I voting no on getting the uh, the copying machines. Not that we don't want to get them, but we do not we do not want to use uh, a contingency account uh, for every little thing that should be handled with the budget. Uh, there's money within uh, city government right now that if the mayor wanted to, she could pay for these uh, copying machines. Uh, another way, going after the um, contingency account until we are safe and near the end of the fiscal year, uh, I don't think is a good idea. We need to keep some money in the bank, and uh, uh, when there are other ways available for the mayor to, to use and get these copy machines, then uh, I think we should leave contingency alone. So it uh, went down to a uh, six-to-nothing vote not just the two of us this time. All six counselors voted no on getting the copying machines with the intent of making sure that the, uh, number one, it goes out to bid uh, this time, which is what uh, it, uh, the city charter states is supposed to happen, although we can, uh, uh, you know, if it's an ex exceptional value and, uh, well, We've done it in the past, let me put it that way. We've done it in the past, and I think in the past it was wrong. We need to go out to bid. Let the information out. We're looking for this and that, and let it go out to bid and uh, follow the city charter. That's the way that I would like to see it happen. So there will be copying machines. It's just not going to happen exactly on the timetable that it was proposed. Correct. Three and a half months from now, three and a half months or so, the mayor is going to be giving the city council a proposed budget for the next fiscal year I believe and I uh, that the mayor will put it in uh, if she doesn't find a way using city funds other than con contingency then uh, it should and uh, be in the next budget so that we can address a problem that is not uh, a bad problem the, the, the uh, copy machines are not going to all go down tomorrow or today uh, we still have three and a half months where we can put this all together and that can be one of the first things that the mayor takes care of you know once the uh, budget is passed so they'll have to uh, live with the copying machines as they are for the time being yeah, oh they're still usable yeah they have once in a while but they're still, still usable mm -hmm. okay it's not an emergency uh, it's like you, you and i roger well, we're getting a little over. We're still usable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we still have a little left in our warranty. All right, now uh, what about the um, what about the software? Uh, that's um, that's a big a big expense. Uh, do you? Um, uh, it seemed like the council was uh, in agreement on that, right? Uh, yes, it turns out uh, that we were uh, but for me, when I got the explanation from John Ward. Uh, as to what this was all about, the new company coming in. And uh, it, it's important. That's why it's so important for people to talk. Uh, a person like me who's not uh, active with uh, computers or anything like that, it's important for me to learn from the people who are active and who have some sort of history. John Ward, uh, bless his soul, he's, you know, he's a finance director in another community, and they've already addressed this. And it's our turn to uh, address it also. I didn't like the, the number. It was a lot of money. But uh, it's something that absolutely needed to get done. And we did have the money. Now, there was something that I felt was needed to the point that uh, I went along with it, with it uh, after I heard John Ward's explanation. Well, software update is as important as, uh, you know, replacing um, 
a rescue vehicle. Uh, I mean, uh, software and, and computers are uh, right at the heart of government. And uh, so uh, you got to have, uh, you have to stay up to date with that, right? Absolutely. That's what they tell me, and that's what uh, I'm going to divert to the experts there. And, uh, you know, they've convinced me that that is absolutely necessary, and therefore I went along with it, and I voted yes on it last night. Hey, Mr. Council Member, I got my tax bill yesterday for my for my cars. What a pleasant, uh, it wasn't a surprise, because two weeks ago at the last meeting, uh, the timetable was uh, introduced uh, that we would um, have um, we would have some time to uh, to pay our car tax, and then uh, some kind of an amnesty program was worked into it. First of all, is your car old enough to get a tax bill, or is it an antique? Uh, not an antique yet. I still got a couple of years left uh, before I stop uh, paying taxes. I've got a very small tax bill because my vehicle is a 2008, so. Uh, but I, I've got an advantage over you, Roger. Uh, well, maybe not. Maybe you already got your stimulus check. But my car tax bill came in, and my stimulus check came in, both on the same day. Mm-hmm. So I, I know where I'm going to get the money to pay for my car taxes. So you were one of those folks that got um, a um, a check in the mail for your stimulus. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Um, Congratulations. So what about this amnesty program? Um, is, is that related to the car tax? Are you giving uh, car tax people a little extra time to pay their taxes, or is that more for real estate taxes? Well, both. No, it, uh, it's uh, mostly for the car tax. Well, the purpose, I think, was mostly for the car tax, because uh, we don't want them uh, having to pay according to the rules right now. They're already late, and therefore interest is supposed to be charged on their account. Uh, but because we sent out the bills late, we need to give the amnesty uh, so that they can, uh, I think it's three months, mm-hmm. so we're giving them to pay the uh, car tax before we start charging interest. It's only fair. All right, so a little bit of uh, relief on um, on that aspect. That's kind of more like a housekeeping matter, I think, uh, that you guys Correct. did. Good that. way to put it. Roger, will you hold on? Uh, it's a break time, and then we'll come back to a few other issues, okay? That's fine. Okay. Roger Gillette is our telephone guest today, and he is uh, joining us because we had a council meeting last night. And when you have a council meeting, we ask a council member to come on the program and talk about agenda items. And that's exactly what he's doing back in a moment. The Roast House is open seven days a week, and they're featuring inside dining and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine in or place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700 and check out the menu online at theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Farm Street and Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside dining and takeout. And the Roast House reminds you that uh, they're open for lunch today and every day, for that matter. Uh, We're a a seven-day-a-week operation at the Roast House on Farm Street in Blackstone. And we do have a luncheon menu, and we do have our regular menu. And we have great food there at the Roast House, including some very nice steaks. If um, you're looking for a steak and you don't want to pay, shall we say, uh, the steakhouse price, because... Some of those steak uh, steak places um, really charge quite a bit of money for steak. Not at the Roast House. And uh, it'll be cooked to perfection. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. The panel has uh, reconvened, uh, and the panel uh, today is uh, Council Member Roger Gillette, and also me, and we're going over the City Council meeting agenda last night. And uh, so one of the things that was talked about uh, is a workshop session that the um, council is planning 
the day after the Martin Luther King celebration. So uh, it'll be a week. I, yeah, I guess it's a week from today, Mr. Um, Mr. Council Member. Uh, is that a, a workshop session where um, the council is going to submit things that they would like to see uh, happen in the next two years? Or can the general public participate in any way? You're on right now, Roger. Yeah, uh, before I go to that, excuse me. <clears throat> before I go to that, uh, I want to re-clarify a statement that I made. I don't want people to think uh, that, uh, well, the statement that I made is that uh, there, I have a report card pertaining to the mayor and department heads, too, by the way. Um, but the, the city council, the five of us that ran together, I'm not putting words into their mouth when I said there are ways of getting even. Uh, or, I'm not necessarily... Uh, getting even, what's the right word for that, uh, to um, get the mayor to realize she's done something wrong. We can actually, according to the city charter, eliminate a mayor from uh, the seat if things are egregious enough. And I'm saying that I would uh, be a party to that as an individual on the council. I'm not talking for the rest of the council now. I'm just saying what's in the city charter and what I would do as an individual. So please don't uh, twist my words and try to uh, get the... Uh, I don't want to get the other councilors in, into trouble here. I think that we realize that when one individual council member shows up uh, on a program like this, uh, we are getting their their view of the council meeting and their view of the political, um, shall we say, the political structure in the community. So uh, we understood them to be your thoughts only. Okay, But you're not an opponent of mine. No, I am so. not. <laughs> so you're not going to twist my words and uh, try to make something out of that is not true. Right. Um, but anyway, I just felt that, that necessary. And I'm sorry. Now, okay. uh, let's get back to your train of thought. Yeah. Okay, so, so back to our question here. Yeah, the question was what again? Remind me again. Yeah, can, uh, I'm looking at another email here. Um, so give me a, give me a second uh, to, yeah. uh, to get my, Time's up. my thoughts together. Um, Diamond Hill Road, um, on the Rush, uh, thoughts. Um, all right. I think, no, I forgot the question. <laughs> no, I forgot the question. Oh, look at, this is, um. Wait, what Rogers here, you know? Yeah, yeah, a couple of, you're doing the report card? You know, I forgot it too. <laughs> All right. What happened is I got distracted by, well, not distracted because I know nobody that sends an email to the program is a distraction. It's just that I forgot what the question was. I have to go back um, on my notes here. So anyway, let's go back to um, the Woonsocket uh, City Council meeting last night and some of the things uh, that uh, the council talked about. And um, I think that um, I want to mention the um, ordinance uh, concerning um, uh, Autumn Fest, I guess what happens is that the Autumn Fest people feel like, yeah, we're going ahead with Autumn Fest, so therefore we're getting some pre-permission from the city council to um, to work on, uh, on on Autumn Fest, and apparently there was no um, no disruption, uh, no. Everybody agreed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody. I was proud to say yes uh, to the Autumn Fest. I support the Autumn Fest, and. Uh Hopefully the people that uh, run it mm -hmm. uh, this coming year will have better luck with the health situation, the COVID, and uh, we'll be able to, you know, do it in a manner that we all have enjoyed in the past. Yes, and, and I think it's just a, a sign that people are just optimistic that uh, we're somehow going to climb out of this, and by October we'll be able to have an Autumn Fest. I guess I that's agree. All right, now uh, back to our uh, original question here on the subject of the special work session that's going to be uh, held a week from today. In um, And I was asking you whether the public can participate in that, um, that session. Uh, or is it strictly the council and the members uh, of the department heads in City Hall? Yeah, I think uh, right now I can't answer that uh, truthfully because... Uh, I'm not sure if people will be able to call in 
uh, on this. So I really can't answer that, but uh, I'm looking forward to that meeting also. Yes, and I, as I understand, uh, one of the things that you have on your agenda, I can't, we can't speak for the other council members uh, who are going to participate, but I understand uh, you're interested in uh, the uh, Al Bopalant plan uh, that um, had uh, been brought forth by Al Bopalant to uh, reconstruct uh, the bypass area with a hotel and some uh, some businesses and so forth. Uh, is that one of the things that uh, is going to come up uh, for discussion at that workshop session? Absolutely. And by the way, the uh, bike pass is not going to be uh, touched in any way, shape, or form, as far as I know today. Uh, I, but this thing with the Beaupont plan is at the beginning stages right now. I just uh, spoke to him two days ago. And uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, we cannot get together because he's quarantined right now. A member of his family has turned uh, had a positive testing. And uh, so we're going to be meeting in two weeks. And uh, I'm still going to stay distancing from him when we meet and uh, wear my mask. But, uh, you know, the, the, begin, the ball is going to start rolling. It's something that I wanted to see happen for a long time. But this thing is going to happen differently this time. There's going to be a committee put together to look into it. It's not just going to be Councilman Roger Gillette doing it. It's going to be a committee of people that are going to look at all aspects of it. And uh, we're going to be able to explain exactly how it's going to be beneficial to the city of Woonsocket and to the taxpayers of the city of Woonsocket. Because we're talking about building a, a hotel here. And that's going to bring in some money. And because of that hotel, there's going to be... Uh, micro-businesses that are going to pop up because of it, and that will be thoroughly explained at the right time. Today is not the, the time for me to even try because I need a total explanation of it myself. So it's, it's exciting for me, and uh, I've already talked to the council president. Council president will be appointing a, a uh, uh, city council group to uh, look at it. A portion of us will be looking at it, and... Uh, I'm not sure if uh, we may end up doing like uh, they did with the water treat the location of the water treatment plant. We may invite um, the citizenry to be a part of that committee. In which case, I would not be chairing the committee. Uh, the committee would uh, elect its own chair and uh, go uh, look at all matters necessary in order to be able to come up with some. Uh, a logical explanation as to whether or not it would be good for the city of Woonsocket or whether it would be a waste of time. That that needs to be determined. Talking about projects that would be good for the city of Woonsocket, that would be that new uh, uh, development um, in Highland Corporate Park of the Resch uh, Company, which is in Franklin. And uh, listening to Council Member Gendron, uh, he's kind of looking like, where is this project? Um, matter of fact, some of the construction was supposed to begin last year, and uh, he brought it up last night at the council meeting. Uh, how are you going to get information on this company anyway, uh, whether it's coming or not coming? Well, if the mayor was there, we would have gotten some sort of explanation as to what was going on, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that she would know. But, uh, again, uh, we have to wait for the uh, administration to uh, come out with some sort of explanation as to why it's not moving anywhere near as fast as it was indicated at the beginning. And you didn't get any uh, any kind of communication from the mayor about why she didn't attend last night's uh, meeting because um, you, you can attend, uh, I guess, uh, by that teleconference or by Zoom or whatever you want to call it because um, you just uh, log in. You don't even have to leave your home. For a minute there last night, I thought the mayor had come in because it was a, <coughs> a link with City Hall, and uh, but it turned out to be the finance director, which was important also. Mm-hmm. But I would have liked both the finance director and the mayor there, so our questions could have been answered. All right, anything? Uh, we're uh, running out of time. I'm looking here at the agenda. Uh, uh, new yep, water treatment would- plant, and uh, the finance director was there. Anything uh, to report from uh, any of those? Something that I'm really proud of. Uh, we had a citizen step up to the plate. We have a zoning board appointment. The person's name is Rufus Bailey, and uh, he was appointed last night on a six to nothing vote. Uh, I do not, I did not know Rufus Bailey, and in all honesty, I met him one time 
excuse me, <coughs> I met him one time. I asked for a meeting with him, and uh, he was sponsored by uh, Councilman Kanoya. And uh, he, Councilman Kanoya and I met with Rufus. And uh, let me tell you something, Roger. I was totally, totally impressed with this guy. Uh, he's got uh, degrees. I mean, I'm not talking about Kisses now. I'm talking about Rufus Bailey. He's got degrees, but he's got age and he's got some maturity. So um, I am super happy that uh, Rufus was uh, appointed to the zoning board last night. And uh, by the way, uh, he, he will be representing a part of the black community because Rufus is black. And, uh, you know, finally somebody has, of color has been given the opportunity uh, to be on the zoning board. It's the first time, I think, <clears throat> if it, um, there could have been one prior to, uh, prior to my getting on the council. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really uh, eager for everyone to get to meet Rufus. I hope that uh, you get to meet him. I know you're going to like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very intelligent uh, person who cares a lot about his city. He doesn't work in a city. He lives in a city, but doesn't work in a city. He manages a credit union. I think it's in Pawtucket. And uh, so the, the guy's got some, he's got some, uh, something in that uh, noggin of his. Let me All right. He's way. got some smarts, huh, as they say? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Mr. Mr. Gillette, it was a pleasure chatting uh, with you uh, today about uh, the council meeting. And I bet you you're uh, pretty happy about uh, rejoining the city council. It was a uh, a long and winding road getting there, wouldn't you say? Yes, yes, it has. Uh, a couple of unfortunate incidents where uh, some younger people with uh, uh, certificates uh, of a, uh, from being, uh, you know, graduated from college, they have degrees and whatnot, and people thought, you know, well, let's put uh, these people in, uh, and uh, but it didn't work out too good, in part because uh, six months after, a younger person is not necessarily committed to their community yet at that age, so that person ended up leaving for a job out of state. Yeah. And the second time uh, the, uh, that I ran a special election, another young person with degrees, and uh, he looked good also, but it turns out that the, that he wasn't, so he ends, he's no longer there. Uh, so unfortunate incidences, and but I'm back on now. I, I'm not a quitter. As you can see, I'm back on, and hopefully this is going to be a, a productive two years for me, for us. All right. Yeah, I guess uh, credentials uh, uh, are nice, but uh, they're not everything, right? Uh, experience and wisdom sometimes uh, can um, can outdo them. And uh, thanks for hanging in there, and and uh, I, if you hang in there long enough, um, you make it. Francis Langto learned that, and you learned it too, right? <laughs> You're back in business. That's right. Have a good day, Roger Gillette. Take care. Bye bye, bye, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.